0: Does your relationship with a teen seem hopeless? Teens of today face so many heavy issues, from bullying to pregnancy. They want someone to turn to, but they aren't sure where to start. We've got some answers. This is Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. We can provide tools to help teens and their parents see things a bit differently and open up the lines of discussion. Now, here's Coach Lily.
1: Hello, good morning and welcome to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio and I'm your host, Coach Lily Williams. I am a John Maxwell Certified Life Coach, Consultant, Speaker and Trainer. I am owner and CEO of Perfecting Destiny Coaching Services. We help teens to become productive citizens and to live their best lives, by helping them first to fall in love with themselves and to get rid of limiting behavior, thoughts, and ideas that does not add value to them. We can change teen behavior by changing what and how teens think. Today's topic is going to be academic success for teens. And our show today, we're going to be exploring ways to increase academic success in our classrooms. Our guest today is going to share practical research based and everyday strategies, tips and ideas on how to maximize learning for our teen population. Let me introduce our guest to you. I'm going to pass the mic to Dr. Linda Brinson And she's going to introduce herself to you in her own way. Dr. Brinson.
2: Good morning, Coach Lily. Hope you're doing well. Good morning to the radio audience. Mm
1: -hmm. I am
2: so happy to be with you today. And uh, thanks for inviting me to share with your audience. I'm always thrilled to discuss how we can help teens and young adults um, be more successful in school. I am a longtime educator myself, a lifelong learner, and a champion for education. I have been a teacher assistant and a high school teacher. I've been an elementary uh, and middle school assistant principal and principal at an elementary school. I've uh, done some work at central level as a supervisor, director. I worked for a region, uh, the southeast region, for a while. I've been a curriculum coach for middle school and high school, and I ended my K-12 career as an. Uh, Associate Superintendent for Human Resources and Administration. Right now, I'm a college professor at East Carolina University. I work with uh, young men and women who are aspiring to be principals. I spent about two-thirds of my life educating and or influencing education for the many students in North Carolina. So that's just a little bit about myself.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Brunson. And we're certainly glad to have you with us today. And the one word you just used was the word influence, and yes. you have so much influence. You've worked and worn so many hats in our educational setting. Now, one thing people always ask when we're starting to talk about academic success for our K through 12, we're talking about our teens this morning. And sometimes they say, well, you know, who's responsible? Who has the most influence? on a teen's academic success. Share your thoughts with us this morning.
2: Okay. Well, actually, my response to that question is very easy. It comes very, very simple for me. The <laughs> teacher in that classroom has the most influence on a child's educational success. Of course, there are many other variables, you know, that play a part in that success, but the teacher, in my opinion, is a single factor that makes the most difference. I taught myself, so I know know how to play that role. Parents, of course, the community, the school administrators, and the student play a vital role, but the teacher makes the most difference. That's why it's so important that teachers are well-trained to meet the many challenges that they face. You know that um, our teams come to us at many different learning levels and many different life levels. They come from us from different environments, uh, different different personal situations. So the teachers have to be equipped to meet the individual needs of all those students that, that come to them throughout the day and the year. Um, I encourage teachers to look for the strength in those students. Look for the strong, not the wrong. Look, Look for those things that students already do well and build upon those strengths. And don't put so much emphasis on what they don't know or don't, you know, don't know how to do. Uh, don't I, deal with the negatives or the weaknesses. Always focus on the
1: positive. I can I certainly agree everything to that. needs
2: a champion. And more often than not, that classroom teacher is that child's champion.
1: I can agree. I certainly agree, Dr. Branson, wholeheartedly that one of the people with the most influence is going to be that teacher. And I would say because that teacher has the student, the largest number of hours in that student's day, the largest number of waking hours, working hours. And uh, I would also say that all of our classroom teachers, as great as they are and as wonderful as they are, we appreciate you and the relationship that you're building with your students so that we can do like Dr. Brunson has said. We'll focus on the strong. And the least that they can do that are headed in the direction that we want them to be, we're going to certainly celebrate that, aren't we, Dr. Brunson?
2: Yes, we are. I I, I say this. Teachers and, and school administrators must look every day to create opportunities for every child to learn every day. They must find ways to move Barriers out of the way. So, like I said, children come to us from all different situations in their lives, and we have to look at those things and, and remove those barriers or those those uh, obstacles that keep them from from succeeding. We we have to instill in them that failure is not an option. That we want you to succeed, and we're here to help you. You know, reach your your optimal goal.
1: Thank you so much. And we just talked our radio audience about the most influential person because of the time that they spend with our students are going to be the teachers. Now, Dr. Brunson and I, we are not lending, letting everybody else off the hook. We're going to <laughs> pull in some more people, aren't we? And we're Absolutely. going to say you, you have, to, you are influential. Uh, now we use that word most for a qualifier in our first uh, segment this morning, but Uh, There are some more people that are accountable for our team's academic success. And Dr. Briston was just getting ready to round them up just then. She (laughs) named a few (laughs) of them. (laughs) Dr. Briston, (laughs) do you want to uh, uh, let's talk about our parents because we already know that our audience is waiting for that one person. Our parents, let's talk about them for a minute
2: okay well when you talk about accountability in a in a teen success, we're all responsible everybody uh-huh. um the parents are uh-huh. uh, responsible um, we have youth leaders, other staff members in the schools, the teacher we've talked about, religious leaders are responsible and 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 I would say any responsible adult in the community but but let's focus on parents for a minute now um of course, they play a vital role because they the teacher's with the student five and a half, six, seven hours a day. And if the child doesn't work or doesn't play a sport or whatever, he or she goes home to the parent. So mm-hmm. I, I would always say and encourage parents to be involved in that child's education. Be informed and always be ready to lend support or guidance to the child. Because a teen begins at 13, goes up to about... 19, those are formative years. And parents, even though teens sometimes don't want to even be seen with their parents because they feel like they've grown up, but they're still Mm -hmm. children, and they still need our support and guidance. So I encourage parents to to join the PTAs or the PTSOs or the Boosters Club. Each school in North Carolina has a school improvement team. And parents are invited to be members of, of those teams, and those teams meet monthly to talk about where the school is going, you know, what goals the school has, if they've uh, reached those goals, who's responsible for those goals. So I would encourage parents to engage in those committees at the school as part of their involvement. Uh, they can attend open houses, PT, uh, parent-teacher conferences, volunteer at the schools. You know, I was a principal for a while, and you always need an extra set of hands or someone to help you with maybe a fundraiser, or if you're going on a field trip, you may need you know additional chaperones or something uh, for parents. Our parents usually attend a, uh, athletic functions very easily, but there are school plays and career fairs and things that our parents should also you know involve themselves in, so that that your the team knows that. Uh, you're interested in their um, academic success.
1: Great. Um, I and even the school to staff
2: knows. You know, uh, visit the school website, the district website. Nowadays, a lot of teachers have their own website. So you could go, you know, key into your child's uh, teacher's website to see what's actually going on in the classrooms. We all have our mobile devices. Email or text the teachers or the administrators of the schools if you have a question. You may not be able to go to the school every day or every time you have a question, but surely there's a way you can communicate, you know, with the school uh, leaders so that you know, you know, what's going on with, you know, with your child or with the teen in your life. Um, one one strategy that I uh, employed when I was teaching was I encouraged my parents to set up conferences with me. Not wait until I had a conference date. You know, I always tell them, you know, I'm teaching over 100 children per day. You only have one of those 100. So you call me. You set up a conference with me if you're not getting information from me in the time that that you need. And, and I would encourage them to set up a conference every two to three weeks so that we could always have a handle on, you know, what their child was learning and doing in but- school
1: that is great that is great you have certainly uh given some information to parents on how that they could support and be engaged with the school staff you've given a lot of ideas on what they can do and how they can be involved and we all know as a school community that we appreciate every bit of support and engagement that we can get from our parents Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another group of people that you said, Dr. Brunson, is certainly accountable for our teens. Uh, you mentioned our youth leaders and our community leaders. Uh, can you talk about that for a minute?
2: Absolutely. As as I said before, everybody is accountable. Everybody mm-hmm. is accountable. Youth leaders. Um, uh, if you have a YMCA or a YWCA in your, in your um, town or Recreation Department, um, those kinds of people are also um, helpful. Uh, other staff at the school. Um, the schools have counselors. They have nurses. They have social workers, dropout prevention specialists, behavior specialists. They have tutors. All those people are responsible for everybody's, all the kids' education in those schools. Um, Again, with your youth leaders, they sh- they you know, we have leaders in, like I said, the recreation department, the wise, the community centers. Those leaders are responsible citizens, and they can all participate in helping a child reach, you know, his or her maximum goal. Um, pastors, and we're, we're going to religious leaders. Uh, your pastors, your ministers of music, your lay leaders, any responsible adult that that child can look up to and ask for guidance or they can provide guidance for that child to succeed is responsible. Everybody is responsible um, for a child's development. I would even say your next-door neighbor. You know, they may not have a title. They may not be the youth leader or the counsel or the nurse, but your next-door neighbor, if he or she is a responsible adult, that can guide you and lead you and direct you in the right in the right way can be you know uh, instrumental in, in a child's academic success.
1: You're exactly right I can appreciate that and when you were saying that I was thinking uh, how we always make the statement it takes a village an entire village to raise a child. Well we're going to be talking and you say they don't have to have a title so it says that everybody, you said more times than one, everybody. And the one thing that we've all got to do is to have some high expectations for our teens. And we're going to talk about that some. Now, teens, don't think that we've left you out of the equation. We already know that you are responsible, too, for your academic success. Now, we are going to... Uh, talk about uh, that for two or three minutes before we go to break, uh, Dr. Brunson. Let's go ahead okay. and, and let's go ahead and hit our teams up. Let them know. All right, yeah, that we we're didn't on leave top the teams them. out, <laughs> right? We, we're going right. to um, gather around and provide
2: that support and that guidance. But the team is also responsible for his or her academic success. The student has to take that responsibility. Uh, the student sometimes has to self-advocate. They have to advocate for themselves. The parent or adult will not be able to attend school with the child every day, and they don't need to. So the teen sometimes has to step up to the plate and advocate for what he needs. I would say, for example, if um, the teen might have to approach the counselor and say, I want to go to college to be a doctor. I need to take more rigorous or math courses, math or science courses. Can you help me? Or you might say, uh, I'm having difficulty keeping up with my advanced math class. Is there a way I can get a tutor? Is there somebody that can stay after school with me to give me some additional help? Or it may be something as simple as, I'm not sure how to take notes. I'm not getting what the teacher is discussing, so can you help me? Can you teach me how to take notes? Whatever the situation is, the team may have to step up to the plate and advocate for himself and and get what he or she needs. Mom or dad may not know that he's struggling in advanced math, but he knows that. So he has to step up and and ask for additional assistance. I would say uh, a teen needs to know how how and when to have a, a crucial conversation with a caring adult. It's very important that they know how to approach an adult or someone in their school or their community to help. You know, to ask them for that additional help. They got to be independent. They have to be mature. You know, they have to uh, feel for themselves sometimes in order to make sure that they, uh, you know, receive that, that education that they rightfully deserve.
1: You're absolutely right. I appreciate that word too, that they absolutely rightfully deserve. We're right. going to talk more about that. We're going to talk more about. How teens can self-advocate or that they can ask for what they need and how that they can determine to work with someone else to look at their future and what it is that's going to help them to be productive citizens. We're getting ready for our commercial break. You're listening to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and our guest this morning is Dr. Linda Branson and we're gonna be back, come back with us. We've got more for you and your team on how to be academically successful and to finish out this school year strong. Come back with us.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting, to stop just one more teen suicide, just one more teen pregnancy, and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book, Tools for Teen Transformation, coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lilly's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit our website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lilly's upcoming book.
2: Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time
0: on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com That's PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation.
1: Hello, our radio audience. Thank you for coming by with us. Tools for Teen Transformation Radio is back. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and my special guest is Dr. Brunson, Dr. Linda Brunson. And we are discussing today academic success for our teens. Tools for Teen Transformation is all about giving teens ideas, strategies, mindsets, changing their thought processes, helping them to make better decisions, better choices. Teen's transformation. And Dr. Brinson and I today are talking about the classroom's uh, academic success, and we'll certainly be talking about just success. All around. Now, we know as coaches and educators that one thing we have to make sure that our teens understand that it doesn't come overnight. There's so many little pieces. Let me say one thing that Dr. Brinson and I talked about. And I said, wow, the radio audience has to make sure that they get that picture. You said one percent. Every day, and 1% added the next day. Let our radio audience in uh, on that secret. Will you please?
2: <laughs> okay. It is uh, one of my favorite authors, also, is John Gordon. And he's written a book, he's written several books, but one is called The Positive, The Power of Positive Leadership. And I, I read um, a lot, and we'll talk about reading before our show is over today, but. Uh, One of his uh, strategies to help leaders um, uh, improve was the 1% rule. And I I can always adapt what I read about leaders to children and teens because we want them to be leaders as well. Um, And and his suggestion was, was strive to be 1% better today than you were yesterday. And while 1% is hard to measure, I mean, you you know, you don't know exactly how to calculate that or how to measure it, he meant give 1% more, more time to your studies or to your activities or to your learning, a little bit more effort. You know when you've given more effort, a little bit more energy. You know when you've done a little bit more today than you did yesterday or a little bit more desire. You know, I want to do well. Yeah, you know, I made a 70 on this test yesterday. Tomorrow, the next time I take a test, I'm going to make an 80. You have to have that desire, that internal desire, and that drive to do better. So that, that, that's the rule. Strive to be 1% better today than you were yesterday. And while I say that, that's hard to measure, but you'll know when it's happened. You'll know when you've done better. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in a number from 70 to 80. But you can feel within your spirit that you are doing better, that you are achieving more, that you are putting more effort in what it is that you're doing. encourage you to to have that positive mindset. I can and I will do better.
1: And I'm doing that right now, Dr. Branson. I'm doing at least 1% better. I know I can do at least 1% better today than I did yesterday, and then tomorrow I do another 1%, and I'm thinking by the end of the year, will I have 365% better than I did when I first started out? (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure I'm going to do better.
2: better, And Even if you just make it um, a quarterly thing, let's make it 100 days. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll do 100% better in 100 days. Even if you don't make it to 365, then you can start over after that 100 days and do another 100. So you might want to chuck that. You know what I'm saying? 365 may seem too far gone. So find ways to set those goals so that you can meet those goals and be better today than you were yesterday.
1: And I'm sure my teams are listening I'm sure the parents are listening so that they can help them break down and chunk that 1% however we need to. And That's Dr. Right. Brenston has uh, said to us, you know, we're looking at doing that 1%, and she's going to give you some ideas and some strategies and some maybe research based practical uh, tips, and she's going to call them habits. Now, teens, when I said, Coach Lila said, it won't come overnight and you, just, you can't do it just one time and say, well, I've done it. A habit, a habit is something that you will do over and over. Now, our research says that if you would do that same thing, at least maybe I'm saying do a 21 day uh, practice on whatever it is, and that becomes a habit. Uh, Dr. Princeton is going to talk with you this morning about h- teens and teen habits. I think she's going to give you a resource, too, that she and I both have discovered when we're talking about teens and habits and goals. All right. Do- mm-hmm. Dr. Brinson. I'm a
2: reader. Okay, lifelong <laughs> learner. Another one of my favorite authors is Stephen Covey, and he is the author of one of my favorite books when I think about teens and adults. Uh, people in general. It's called the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And I would encourage all the teens and their parents or guardians or those responsible adults that we talked about to read this book and read it with the team. Uh, one strategy that I, I see is um, to take a month to fully engage and learning more and, and, and practicing each habit. Don't try to take all seven of them, try to read it all in one month, and try to digest it all in a month. Just chunk that as well. Take you one habit a month, learn as much as you can about it, and then practice it, and then monitor your practice. For example, in, in, in January, let's suppose you want to wait to next year. You may learn about one habit and then pick up, pick up another one in February, It really takes about a month to really solidify a good habit and make it your own. Uh, Like Coach just said, a habit is a, a practice that is done regularly without even thinking about it. Once you acquire it, it just happens. For example, we all brush our teeth once or twice a day. That's just a habit. Nobody has to tell us. We don't have to write it down to remember it. That's just a habit that we do. Or if you work in a in a big company or something, you have a habit of trying to park in the same parking space. You know, you don't have to remember that. It just happens. It happens with a lot, lot of thought. I would encourage you as as a, as you're beginning to work on your habits and building good habits is to write down all the good habits that you have regarding being successful. Um, you know, once you define the habit, just list those good habits. Um, one good habit may be I study at least one hour per day or I eat a nutritious ha- uh, breakfast or I get enough exercise. All those are good habits. Then think about how you develop those habits. How do they come about? How did it happen? You know, what did you do? When did you begin that habit? That's just once you write things down, it, it, it tends to um, become part of you. Then write down your not-so-good habits. You know, what are you, what are you doing that's, that's, that's inhibiting you from becoming successful or becoming from reaching, your, you know, your optimal goal? And once you write down those not-so-good habits, then you have to think about what can I do to eliminate those bad habits and replace them with a good habit, okay? We all have habits that we need to change. Coach Lily and myself have habits that we need to change, but we have to mm-hmm. write those things down and, and definitely work on what is that habit or what are those habits and what can I do to eliminate that habit and replace it with something good.
1: Does okay. It does. It does. Dr. Brinson, uh, and, and I'm, you know, you know how teens do. They ask us all kinds of questions. So I'm sure there's one team somewhere saying, well, which, which habit do you suggest, or is there one habit better than the other? There, okay. there are seven habits that Stephen suggests to our teens, uh, right. isn't it?
2: Yes. Um, and I would say, looking at those seven habits from Stephen Covey, Covey um, not one is better than the other. I think collectively, they make you a better person. They make you uh, more effective in, in your endeavors, not only in school, but in life as gen- in general. But when we look at school habits, um, one of those habits that Steven talks about is uh, being proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, knowing that, you know, I'm in charge of myself. You know, I'm I'm responsible for what I do. I can't blame others. I can't blame the teacher, I can't blame my mom, can't blame Coach Lilly or Doctor Brunson. I'm responsible for what I do. So one one habit that I encourage our teens to engage in is good study habits. Knowing Great. when and how to study, being sure that your the room is well lit, is quiet without distractions. You can put your phones down, your tablets down, turn the TV off. All those things that would keep you from you know fully engaging in what it is you're trying to study. Um, being sure that the time is right. Don't You know, study before it's too late. Some some of our teams are athletes, or some of them even have part time jobs. So those teams really have to develop that good study habit, um, good study habits, because they need to develop a schedule. So they know that you know if they're not getting home to seven o'clock at night, they can't wait to eleven thirty to start studying. They've had a long day. They're not going to be very effective at eleven o'clock. So uh, knowing when and how to study, they need to prioritize what to study first. If you have a major test in science, for example, the next day, and a short quiz in social studies, which will you study first and which will you put the most time in? So you have to look at you know what, what those tasks are that are before you and how I prioritize and organize myself so that I spend the most time on the, on the major test as opposed to the short quiz, if I, don't, if I have a little bit of time. Also, what comes first? Prioritize. If the major science test is at first block and the short quiz is at fourth block, which is, it, is at the end of your school day, you're going to spend your quality time studying for that major test or for that activity that comes up first. So that's all important as well. Organize, prioritize, take good notes. Ask someone to help you study, to listen to you, you know, reread or review, you know, the notes that you're studying. Um, I always encourage my son when he was in school to to make yourself ready, to be prepared before you go to bed at night. Don't go to bed saying, "Oh, I get up in the morning early. I'll get this done in the morning." Do Mm -hmm. it before you sleep. And if you need a little extra time, set your clock earlier the next morning, but be prepared before you before you go to sleep.
1: And the, now, now, teens, you've heard that from the mouth of an educator. You've heard <laughs> that from the mouth of an educator uh, saying all of those good habits. Now, uh, Stephen Covey, uh, and i love to read him myself. Now, from the mouth of a coach, this is Coach Lily, and I want you to... Begin with the end in mind. I really like that one. I love that one. That's right. And I, yes, I think I like it so much, Dr. Branson, because that's pretty much what tools for teen transformation is all about. We're trying to get you teens to develop ideas that's going to help you to get to your adult. You get to be a productive citizen to get to be the successful person that you're intending to be. And when we say begin with the end in mind, Coach Lily is saying every day you're going to do the habits that uh, Dr. Brinson is talking about, your thought patterns are going to be different, uh, whomever you uh, deal with, uh, you're going to be using these strategies begin with the end in mind. And that's why we're talking about academic success today is because you have to have academic success to be successful. But but uh, Dr. Brinson and I, because we both come out of a classroom setting, now we know academics is a paramount. At the same time, we know that all our students, all our teens don't Uh, progress at the same rate. Uh, Sometimes we have to do different strategies for different students. Now, uh, uh, Dr. Branson mentioned to me a class that she was teaching and how she had to uh, reorganize one student. Can you let our radio audience know about that one too, Uh, Dr. Branson?
2: Okay. Um, I think you're referring to the student that I had that was, uh, well, let me go back and say that I taught English. I had students that I taught English to, and I had one student who was not a very good reader. And he was in 11th grade and had a lot of difficulty reading the American literature that I was teaching, but he was an outstanding artist. He could draw anything with crafts, arts and crafts, had displays up in the library and those type of things. I had to find a way. Remember we talked about uh, focusing on the strong the wrong mm-hmm. and his it was not his ability to read and comprehend American literature so I had to find a way to work with him individually to uh, um, so that he could be successful in American lit through his artistic ability so I we found ways to help him respond to literature through art as opposed to Teachers, That's why teachers have to be um, so well trained. And we can't punish the child who doesn't read well in American literature if he can respond to that same piece of literature through his art.
1: Great. So I would
2: encourage students, if you have a talent or if you are having difficulties in a class, if you have another way that you can respond to that class and to that subject area to make sure you have that crucial conversation with that responsible adult who is the teacher to share with them, you know, I'm having difficulty comprehending this, but let me show you how I can respond.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Branson, I appreciate that one incident of us doing whatever it is that we need to get our children successful. When we come back from our break, Dr. Branson and I will be discussing more ways, we'll be discussing more strategies, we will be discussing more practical research-based things to help get our teens more academically successful in the classroom don't leave us come back with us I'm sure and very sure that there's something you're going to take away today that you can start as early as this afternoon or morning noon or night wherever you're hearing this broadcast all over the world you're listening to tools for teen transformation I'm your radio host coach Lily Williams and my guest is Dr. Linda Brentson. please come back with us
0: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting, to stop just one more teen suicide, just one more teen pregnancy, and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lilly's website, PerfectingDestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's PerfectingDestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lilly's upcoming book. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, that it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? stop struggling and discover your power on creatrix creating the life you want hosted by Amira mondan this show features the world's most intriguing guests ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind tune in every wednesday at 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific right here on the voice america empowerment channel Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
2: 24-7.
0: You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfecting Destiny life coach at gmail.com. Now back to tools for Teen Transformation.
1: Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. We are back. I am your host, coach Lily Williams and my special guest today is Dr. Linda Brunson and she is sharing a wealth of knowledge with us, radio audience. She's sharing experiences of how she's been successful in improving academic success in her classroom. And uh, she's dealt with thousands of teens over her educational career. And we are sharing ideas and strategies and tips on how to maximize learning, how to maximize our academic success for our teens on today. I'm so glad that you're with us and I'm so glad Dr. Brunson is with us and I'm so glad that we have teenagers that are going to be walking away today with some different ideas, walking away with some different strategies and walking away able to make better choices and better, wiser decisions. Dr. Brunson, let's continue to Give our teens all of these good ideas and strategies and help them to make better decisions uh, with some of more of the habits that we were talking about in our second segment. Okay.
2: All right. Thank you. Um, we talked about the good study habits. Another habit that I think is important is good school attendance and school prominence. Absolutely, extremely important. If you're not in class from beginning to end, you, you're going to miss something. It's just simple as that. So as a teacher, I met my students at the door. I greeted them, and my, I began class actually before the tardy bell rang. Some of them would say, "Miss Brunson, it's, um, the tardy bell hadn't sounded yes, yeah, but you're in here, and you're ready to learn, and I'm ready to help you learn. So let's get started. And when students know your routine, and they know that teachers have set the high expectations, they tend to fall right in place and succeed. There was very little downtime in my class, and teachers—we call it now—teacher from bell to bell. You need to be there every day, and be there on time. Now I always say, if you if you have a temperature of 102, don't come to school. But otherwise, <laughs> let's try to make it. We'll make you feel better when you get here. So that's high expectations. We want kids in school. When, you know, when schools are open and we want them there on time. That's not only teaching them a good habit for school, but that's for life. If you get a job or when you get a job, your boss is going to expect you to be at work every day that you're feeling well, and they expect you to be there on time. So it's not a tool or a habit just for schools. It's a tool for life.
1: And we want our teens to go ahead and put that school attendant and promptness put that in your tool chest. Put it in there today. And Dr. Brinson is going to be giving you some more. Okay, (laughs) Um, being attentive in class. Once you
2: get there, you get there on time. You must listen. You must give your full attention to the teacher or if there's a student leader in charge, if there's a teacher assistant that works in your classroom, give your full attention to the person who has the floor. Speak. when it's your turn to speak? Don't yell out. Speak out. If there's a rule about it, you must raise your hand and be recognized before speaking, do that. Follow the school rules, and um, you'll gain the most benefit from that class. Most classes are 45 minutes to 90 minutes. You'll get the most benefit from that time. If you listen intently, speak when it's your turn to speak, and follow the classroom rules. This is what I say. You should listen twice as much as you speak. And I've read this before. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Okay? You're going to listen twice as much as you speak. Um, Ask questions. Answer questions. If the teacher uh, asks for a volunteer to lead a group or to lead a discussion, volunteer for that. Even though that's not really in your repertoire to be the class leader, you know, practice it. You know, take a chance, take a risk. You may find that that's one of your best strengths if you, if you utilize it. And those are all important habits to acquire in order to be successful being attentive, listening, speaking. Uh, asking questions, a- answering questions, and volunteering to be the class leader or the group leader is also uh, are also good habits that, that you should acquire.
1: Okay, teens, I want you. That is number three. You've got three. Put that in your tool bucket. Put it in your tool chest. Being <laughs> attentive. And I would say... I'll follow the rules. I don't have to tell you everything that she's already just said to you and about your two ears and your one mouth. I know, I don't have to tell you that again, but let me tell you this. Now, the one thing I did, uh, Dr. Brinson, and I'll I'll say this, uh, during my uh, tenure in a middle school, I had a saying that I would say every day when the kids were coming in, were students, when they were coming in, I would say, ready for learning. And that was my motto, that was my motto. And sometimes the kids would say to me, they would say, yeah, we're ready, Miss William, we're ready. And ready for learning meant to them that they would be doing all these things, that they would be coming to school on time, that they would be getting to their class, they would be doing attendance, and they would be following school rules because they were ready for learning. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, be prepared when you come to class. Okay, you've got there on time, you're there, You've, you've been attentive, but you need to have all of your materials. Your devices, your notes, your books, any articles, whatever the teacher has assigned, have it ready and organized so that you can find it. If the teacher begins class when the bell sounds or before the bell sounds, you don't want to be looking through your book bag or, or turning pages in your notebook because she's already started or he's already started. You must be ready to learn, and that is being organized and having everything with you. You don't want to have to borrow a pencil or a pen or borrow someone's notes or notebook. Have your materials organized, have them with you, and be ready, be prepared when that class starts. That's another tool that I think all teams should have. I know sometimes we get rushed and we just throw things in our book bags, but have them organized so that you know behind the red folder is my English work behind the blue folder? Is science, or behind you know the yellow folder is social studies. Whatever that system is of organization, have, have it ready have, so you know that you're not wasting any instructional time uh, looking for things.
1: That's another great tool. I like that one too, and that says that you are ready for learning, being prepared. I like that one, so okay. teens put it in your book, put it in, in your put that tool in your tool chest last habit I, and and i'm an I'm an English teacher.
2: Read every day, every day, even if it's only um a short newspaper article or if there's a magazine that you like, read an article. I know uh teens of today have uh, cell phones, they have Google feeds that come up. Read an article, read something every day, and if you can, read it out loud. Read it out loud. That way you can internalize it and comprehend it better if you can hear it. Okay, so read something every day. I know most of you, in, in, uh, if you're taking courses like biology or social studies, those are heavy reading courses. And uh, you may have to read, you know, three or four pages before you get to the assignment or whatever. But what I what I encourage teens to do when they're reading a novel or whatever is to chunk that as well. For example, I'm reading uh, Becoming Michelle by Michelle Obama right now. And I went to the back of the book, and there are 421 pages. I thought, oof. I'm very busy. I got to do this with Coach Lilly. I got to go mm-hmm. to this meeting. I got to do all this. So I looked at the 421. I want to read it by the end of the year. So I said, okay, 30 days, 421 pages. I did my little math work. I'm reading about 14 pages a day.
1: Great. That's Great. more
2: doable Coach. for me than reading 421 pages. I will eventually get it all done, but I, I'm not saying I'm reading 421 pages, I'm reading mm-hmm. 14 pages a day.
1: Great. So one Dr. Branson
2: to make things manageable for you because we know teens are busy as well.
1: Right. They do more school. And Dr. Branson, we we were I want them to put that in their in their goal in their tool chest. You mentioned one thing about goal setting. We've got about two more minutes. I want you to say one minute about that internal motivation because we're talking to our teens. About one minute, please. Okay, one minute. Um, okay, we talked about
2: beginning with the end in mind a few minutes ago. And that's, that's what goal setting is. You've got to think about what you want to accomplish and what you must do to get there. And I call it working backwards. Let's suppose I made a C in, on last grading period in English. This grading period I want to make a B. So I need to work backwards. What did I do last grading period that, that you know, earned me a C, and what can I do differently? this grading period to move that C to a B. I have to set a goal. And I might say I'm going to concentrate on three, three different things this, this grading period. I might study 15 minutes more per day. Or I might study with a friend each night before the test. Or I might ask my mom or my brother to quiz me the night before the test. You have to plan ahead. You have to set your goals. And you have to monitor to ensure that you're reaching those goals.
1: Great. Sure great. You thank, thank you so much, Dr. Brinson. Thank you so much for all the information that you have given us on this morning. And do know that we have got uh, t- um, tons of information for you. You have been listening to Tools for Teen Radio Transformation. Dr. Brinson, will you give us an email address or some way to get up with you? Absolutely.
2: My email is L. Bronson. That's L-B-R-U-N-S-O-N at EmbarkMail.com, dot lcom
1: Thank you so, so very much. I want our guests to join us. I want our audience to join us next week. Next week, we will be talking about uh, policing yourself. We're getting our teenagers in the habit of dealing with law enforcement And please come back and join us. I am your host, Lily Williams. You've been listening to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio, and there is always a more excellent way. Thank you
0: for joining Coach Lily and Tools for Teen Transformation. You'll want to be here for another show next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, use some of what you've learned today to start a dialogue and be there for someone. It just might save a teen's life.